Hey, and welcome to West. So it's a different kind of day. Today's message is coming from Trumansburg, New York. And what you're looking at is the site of a place where love is getting ready to be professed. I thought it would be interesting today for our message to be the site of where my son of 26 years will profess his love for his bride. And, uh, you know, as a parent, that's like bittersweet. So it's been an interesting journey. It's ironic, actually, that this message, the power of love, fell on this weekend. And so I wanted to be the one to bring you this message. In front of you, you see a handy-dandy Wi-Fi signal. I want you to take note, like this was something that was constructed a couple of days ago so that folks that are a part of our family remotely uh, could be present with us today. So it's interesting that out here in the middle of like um, 40 acres of nowhere, we can find power. And that's the message that I wanna share with you today. So I'm so glad that you're checking out this message. Welcome to West Church. If you're new with us, text the number that you see on the screen, whether it's live stream or on demand, we wanna know that you are a part of our worshiping community. When our kids were growing up, one of the things that we liked to do as a family was to put puzzles together. It sounded like a great idea and there was some, you know, uh, great camaraderie built and relationships built around a table where we're all working together on one common goal. But after a couple of puzzles were done, then it became not so much fun anymore because you would never know if Scott or Andrew or Lane were going to steal one of the final, finer, final pieces of the puzzle. And like we'd get to the last part of the puzzle and we'd be missing one piece and then it would sit like that for days. And I, with my own OCD, I'd be so frustrated that we were not able to finish putting the puzzle together. And then finally someone would say, oh look, you know, I found it, I found it, I found the last piece. And they would put it in the puzzle. Now what I realized as their mom is that uh, they would do that on purpose. So ultimately I quit putting puzzles together with them because I just never knew where the last piece was going to come from. But ultimately, somehow, some way, our puzzles would always end up coming together. We've been in the middle of a message series talking about power and before this started, I showed you like out in the middle of this field, out in the middle of 40 acres of farmland, like they were able to create a spot of power that is going to enable like the people that are a part of Nicole's family and Andrew's family, our family to be a part of today without being here. That's what power does. And do you know where power comes from? It actually comes from love. I want you to hear these words from the wisest king 
Many say he's one of the wisest kings of all time, but definitely he was known as the wisest king in Hebrew scriptures. Hear these words from King Solomon. Hear these words from the Song of Solomon, chapter 8. Set me as a seal upon your heart, a seal upon your arm, for love is as strong as death. Its flashes are flashes of fire, the very flame of God, which we know is love. So I'd love to say that using that passage was my idea, but actually it wasn't. It was Bishop Michael Curry when he did the uh, homily at Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's wedding. It's a powerful homily, and in just a minute, uh, it's only a few minutes, I want us to watch that as a group. But before we watch it, I want to remind us that, you know, love is actually like that puzzle, and there are a lot of different pieces to it. There are different kinds of love, and we talk about those as a faith community. There's the eros or eros kind of love where we're just so passionate, and it's that like, oh, wow, I really want them to come sit next to me, and ooh, I want them to hold my hand, and then, you know, I want this to go in different directions. There's that kind of love, and, and then there's the love of a parent to a child, and then there's like this just unconditional love that we know that is of God, agape love, a love that's unconditional and is with us and in us all times. So I want you to think about that puzzle for just a second. And, and I want us to understand that like, what if our lives is like one, our lives are like one giant puzzle and we each are pieces of that puzzle in the in the giant universe but then like each of us we have our own puzzle that comes together and each of the pieces of that puzzle are a piece of love it's first recognizing that we are loved we're created in the image of god and and this divine love and this divine energy it it is us and so when we come together and we have our own puzzle and we put these pieces in there, we are putting pieces of love that create our lives and our journey. And then in the, in the greater picture, like each of us being a puzzle piece in the giant puzzle of the universe, like we are love. And the ultimate goal is that we find that final piece. We be that final piece when you watch Bishop Curry's message, he talks about the way of love. And what does this world look like when the way of love truly becomes love? That's how Jesus lived. Everything he did, it all boiled down to love. I think in my tenure as a minister, I've done like 125 different weddings. One day I sat down and I counted them. I was just curious, like how many marriages had I been a part of? It's so interesting now as uh, Wes continues, and here we are like getting ready to start our 13th year. One of our newest families, they were the very first couple that I co-officiated at their ceremony in Morganton, North Carolina. And now their life led them to move to Denver. And now they are coming to West and they're like, do you remember we were your first wedding? When I do a wedding with a couple, we talk about love. 
and not just the, oh my gosh, starry-eyed and let's hold hands and look into each other's eyes kinds of love, but the fact that love is a decision and not just a decision we make when we profess our love together, but it's a decision that we make every single day. It isn't a feeling. It's an action. It's one that we receive from the divine love. It's one we have to hold on to and know that it molds us and shapes us. And then it's one we have to make. Because guess what? At some point, those starry eyes and the infatuation and the, oh my gosh, I, I want to hold their hand. I want to kiss them. I want to be intimate with them. It goes, it changes. It goes away in a one form and it comes back in another there are times that we find ourselves in love and a friendship, a relationship, or a family, and they are driving us crazy. And there's no way that we uh, want to like be around them because they are on our last nerve. One day when Andrew, we were at uh, Williamson's Chapel, and back then we had three services on a Sunday morning, and so my kids were exhausted by the end of the morning because they were true preacher's kids and had to be there all morning long, and Andrew wanted to go to a friend's house after church, and so he came running over to my car and started knocking on the window, and he's like, Mama, can I go to so-and-so's house? And I'm like, son, I don't have time to think about that right now. You need to go talk to your dad. Y'all make that decision. I have um, a celebration of life service, a funeral that we had to go do, and, and I really just need to go. And I had the window down, and so he starts hanging on the window, and he's like, but I want to talk to you, Mama. And he was, he was not like three. He was like nine. He way knew better than to be hanging on the window. And he was just doing it to be annoying, get a little attention from his mom. And, and I'm like, Andrew, I need to go. And he's like, no, I, I need to ask you this. And I'm like, Andrew, I need to go. Ultimately, he broke my car window, so that didn't go well. But uh, as, it, as it came down, I said, Andrew, you are on my last nerve. And he said, well, that's okay, Mommy. You can just grow some new ones. Now, when he said that, I'm like, all right, well said. And I was so mad at him for like hanging on my car window and ultimately messing up the mechanism that would make it roll up and down. But he was right. And that's what happens. When we love someone, when we love God, when we love one another, when we love ourselves, there are times that we have to make that decision that that is exactly what we're going to do. And that we don't get to stop. Just because it isn't fun anymore, it isn't sexy anymore, it isn't easy anymore. True love never stops. And we see that ultimate example in the way that Jesus loved. He loved so much, so often, and so passionately. It cost him his life. Are we willing to be those puzzle pieces that are willing to hang out till the very end and, and be the last piece, to be the piece that holds it all together. We live in a world that needs to be a place of love. And it's not a warm, fuzzy feeling. It's not just some starry eyes and beautiful romantic nights. It's a decision. When they asked Jesus what the most important laws were, he said, look, this is what you hang it all on. You hang all the laws of the Hebrew scriptures, all the Torah, 
all 630 plus laws. You hang them on love. You love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength. And you love one another and you love yourself. All the law hangs on love. It is our privilege to be puzzle pieces in the universal puzzle. I ask us, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to use our energy and our time and our resources to be pieces of love? I hope we will. And I hope as fall starts and we start making some really tangible decisions about how that happens, you'll be a part of the West community, whether digitally or in person. So I want you to take a look at this photo. I saw this on social media not too long ago. It is an individual that was finishing or trying to finish a very tenuous, exhausting race. They did not have uh, the use of hands. And so they were trying to drink water with the use of, of their arms without hands. The person that was running near them was set to be in the first place and they were gonna set a record. But when they saw this individual struggling to drink their water, they stopped their personal race and helped them get the water that they needed to continue. It cost them first place, it cost them their record, but they did it anyway. That's an example. That looks like Jesus. watch this message from Bishop Michael Curry. It wasn't just to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. It's to all of us. And may we go be people of love. Amen. From the Song of Solomon in the Bible. Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is as strong as death, passion fierce as the grave. Its flashes are flashes of fire, a raging flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it out. The late Dr. Martin Luther King once said, and I quote, we must discover the power of love, the redemptive power of love. And when we do that, we will make of this old world a new world. For love, love is the only way. There's power in love. Don't underestimate it. Don't even over-sentimentalize it. There's power, power in love. If you don't believe me, think about a time when you first fell in love. The whole world seemed to center around you and your beloved. Oh, there's power, power in love not just in its romantic forms, but any form, any shape of love. There's a certain sense 
in, in which when you are loved and you know it, when someone cares for you and you know it, when you love and you show it, it actually feels right. There's something right about it. And there's a reason for it. The reason has to do with the source. We were made by a power of love. And our lives were meant and are meant to be lived in that love. That's why we, were, we are here. But love is not only about a young couple. Now the power of love is demonstrated by the fact that we're all here. Two young people fell in love and we all showed up. But, but it's not just for and about a young couple who we rejoice with. It's more than that. Someone once said that Jesus began the most revolutionary movement in all of human history. A movement grounded in the unconditional love of God for the world. And a movement mandating people to live that love. And in so doing, to change not only their lives, but the very life of the world itself. I'm talking about some power, real power, power to change the world. Love is not selfish and self-centered. Love can be sacrificial and in so doing becomes redemptive. And that way of unselfish, sacrificial, redemptive love changes lives and it can change this world. When love is the way, there's plenty good room. Plenty good room for all of God's children. Because when love is the way, we actually treat each other, well, like we are actually family. When love is the way, we know that God is the source of us all. And we are brothers and sisters, children of God. My brothers and sisters, that's a new heaven. A new earth, a new world, a new human family. Dr. King was right. We must discover love, the redemptive power of love. And when we do that, we will make of this old world a new world. My brother, my sister, God love you, God bless you, and may God hold us all in those almighty hands of love.